Hello, and welcome back to Stories from the Ashes, where we pontificate on good books and the stories that define and refine us. I'm Amber, and I am here today with Amanda and a member of our Reshelving Alexandria community, Charlessa Klein. Today, we will be discussing reading challenges, both their benefits and pitfalls. And Amanda, having never completed a reading challenge a day in her life and having no necessary intention of doing so in the future, we'll probably be asking most of the questions. So this is the episode where we try to change Amanda's mind. (laughs) It is not that I am entirely opposed to reading challenges, but they seem hard and uh, like they put you in a box. And so you're going to have to convince me that it won't put me in a box and I can still read the things I want to read and that if I fail, it won't be the end of the world. Charlessa, first tell me something about yourself and then tell me about your reading challenge experiences. Thank you ladies for having me. I'm Charlessa Klein. I'm from Nebraska and I'm a stay at home homeschool mom who probably doesn't read much for myself. I mean, I've always set those challenges or goals myself to read because I know it's the right thing to do. It's what it's how you learn. That's what you do. Um, but I would say my my book story is really a lot of nonfiction. I read a lot of books to learn, um, to learn about leadership and church management and all that stuff. And that I I face on a daily basis. You know how to be a good mom. All those things that that the challenge was is fun for me for this reason is that I've been able to like get out of my box almost in a way because I was so stuck in that nonfiction realm and and genre that it was hard for me to like pick up what was the point of it. And I think that comes from my history. Um, I don't think reading, we were allowed to read. It wasn't like we weren't allowed to read, but a lot of the people we knew that read, read those dime store do- novels, you know, those yeah. cheap love novels. And so then my family didn't value it. And so mm-hmm. I still have that in the back of my head at times going, how do I value this? And then when, when I started to see good literature come home, through our curriculum and through picture books and see my kids learn, literally learn. And I have one that learned to talk because of picture books. I saw the value of all the genres and seeing how I possibly could understand history by reading a nonfiction Mm -hmm. historical fiction book. Um, You know, some of those things, adding those, pairing those together and how I can see leadership or relationships, like we've talked about many times being done in a book. So that's where the challenge challenged me is it took me to another realm, another, another level, took me out of my box and it's okay to get out of your box. (laughs) I'm going to convince you, you should do something. (laughs) That's amazing. I, I'm not the best at reading nonfiction. I read some and I like to throw it in with the fiction, but I really focus on the fiction. And so maybe that would help expand my horizons. A little so it was bit. funny. I was at the library the other day and it was starting, to, it was going to snow the next day. Yes. Snow in April and, or March <laughs> in Nebraska. Yes. Normal. I said, well, I have a fiction book. Now I need a nonfiction book. And they're just laughing at me because I knew that I, I, well, actually at that point I had, they had given me a nonfiction book. They're like, Hey, we bought you this nonfiction book. We want you to read. I'm like, well, great. But now I got to go find a fiction book because I'm, I'm working on fiction this year. I'm working on fiction. And so they laughed at me and they thought I was kind of, they thought, well, that's kind of out of your realm. That's different. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah. So, so that's how I came about it. It took me out of my box. And so that's what's been good for me. Wow. That's I love great. that your librarians are like in this with you. And oh, yeah. They're most definitely in this with me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the great thing. They also do that for their kiddos during the summer, you know. So yeah. I haven't really participated in a reading challenge, but my kids have. And so I've always helped them you know, find, you know, find a book to that's about something or read outside. They have really different um, 
reading challenges at our library. I've done that, but I've never done it for myself. I've set goals, but I've never done a specific, you know, book that's set in somewhere or a mystery or whatever I need to do. So, right. Yeah. If it counts, I've done the Pizza Hut reading challenge when I was in elementary school. Book it. Does that count for anything? Book it. Book it. I did that. Well, it doesn't okay. not that count. count. Whatever makes you feel better. <laughs> I'm really good if there's some incentive. And mm-hmm. pizza apparently was enough when I was in elementary school. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I loved reading challenges when I was in elementary school, too. We did book it. And with a lot of kids, that was a fun, fun thing to do where we would all get extra pizza. And then I always did whatever the challenges were that any of the libraries in our lending library association would do. I think there were like four and I would do all of their challenges just to fill my time because I felt like their challenges were not challenging enough. And so I would just do all of them at once and I never won any of the big prizes, which always felt so disappointing because I knew I'd read more than anybody else. And so I then went on to like, not reading for about a decade when I started having kids, anything but nonfiction. Like you, Charlotte, I was reading books about marriage and having kids and having special needs kids and health issues as my dad was sick and dying. And then as I started having all these chronic illness issues, so I was just doing tons of research, but no feeding my soul with good stories. And then I I think I've mentioned this before, but the, the book that I read that brought me back into the world of fiction was the awakening of Miss Prim. And it felt like my own personal awakening where I was like, Oh my goodness, I have missed this so much. I need this to feed my soul. And so I've been designing the reading challenges for the reshelving Alexandria community for a few years now, since I think 2019. And the benefit to hosting the reading challenges for me is um, to build a culture of reading and not just collecting in our community to get members to move the books off their shelves and into their hearts and minds. So on a personal note with our reading challenges, I see them as an opportunity to read outside my normal authors and genres and time periods and to not personally find myself back into a reading rut. So that's, that's what I love about reading challenges right now. And I, when I'm designing them, you know, we have our, our 12 book challenge, for adults, and then our 52 book challenge for the people that want to read a lot more. And I try to always pick like one category per year that is specifically for me. And I just figure everybody else can read in that category too. So I pick one category for a book that's already on my shelves that I want to prioritize getting read. And so this year I did a book set in South America because I was going to read Ramona by Helen Hunt, If It Killed Me. I've had the book on my shelf for years. I know it was a bestseller for years when it first came out. I think it's had like multiple movies made about it. And I really want to read the story. It looks really good. And then this is why I should never just trust my memory on these things because having not read it and not truly internalized it, Amanda and I were talking about it last month and she's like, girl, I don't think that book is set in South America. And I'm like, no, like, seriously, it is. I Like, look at the cover. It looks like Mexico. I'm pretty sure this is set in South. No, not set you in South America. by the cover? Well, that's what I was like. I've seen like four covers for it. And they all look like South American. And they have, you know, like Mexican blankets on the donkeys. And I was like, totally set in Mexico. 
totally you know just that set California in Southern Mexico California. Are like super close. I know that. I do. But like, that's not what I internalized that this story was about. And so, yes, apparently next year there will be a reading challenge category about books set in Southern California. <laughs> so here's another question that I have for you, ladies. If you have you have these categories that are like books set in Central and South America, yeah. how do you find those books? I mean, I don't. I can't just go to my shelf and be like, yeah, this one's set in Central America. I'm going to really, read this I one right now. <laughs> no, you can't either. So how do you find these? Do you just, do you just Google it? <laughs> well, while Charlotte is laughing at me, I will just say that this is one of the best things about doing it in community and not just doing it by yourself yes. is because in our Facebook group, which has over 12,000 members, that's 12,000 people's mental remembrances of what books are about that's way better than mine and so we we just posted all the different categories for all the reading challenges for the 52 book reading challenge for the family read aloud challenge for the kids challenge for the teen challenge each category by itself and this is actually how I met Charlessa I was about 10 categories in totally losing the dopamine drive that was making me want to do these when Charlissa just like drops into my DMs and she's like, Hey, I've been in the group for a while and I think it would be great to give more than I'm taking. And I've been watching how you've been scheduling these. And here's a sample of what I think you're trying to do for moving forward. And I'd love to help. And so she did all the rest of them. So she did over 70 of them. And it was such a huge blessing to have that off of my plate. But those are so useful to the community because we just put a hashtag for the reading challenges. And then if you are stuck and you can't think of a category, you go there. And then as the year is going on and people are finishing reading for their categories, they can go recommend the book that they read into that category as well and be able to give more more information about it. And so those have been incredibly helpful in some of those more obscure reading categories that actually end up not being very obscure once you start seeing like hundreds of recommendations pouring in and you're like, oh, this is like a solid category. Yeah. Well, and that's what excited me. I was just going to do the 12 book challenge and then you started posting those and I saw some good book. I saw, oh, that's interesting or that sounds good. And some gentle content consideration that excited me about ones that were not necessarily on my list. And so then I started thinking, well, maybe I can do the 52, but there was clearly categories. I had nothing nothing on the shelf, no idea what I even met, Googled a lot of words to see what that meant. And then when they, you stop posting them, I'm like, wait a minute. No, I need those. Like if I need them, then somebody else needs them. So here you go. I'll just make them for you. And it excited me because I was actually swiping down on it, like most recent to see if you would post again, if you had posted yeah. those categories, because I wanted to fill out my challenge. I wanted to kind of know which direction I was going and how I was doing it. And I tend to be the the cheap one, the savvy one where I'm like, okay, can I get this on, you know, on Libby or can I get it from the library or do I have to purchase this one? And so that's what kind of made my decision. If it's in between a few of them, I really went with the cheaper version of however Uh I could find it or easier version for me to find. And then hopefully if I still want to read that second book, maybe I, I will venture out and purchase it or or wait and see what, see if California or something else comes on that it can fit another challenge later. (laughs) Right. So so that's how I researched and followed those links. I needed those posts and I, the post excited me. Well, I was watching those too. And I pulled some books that I've been reading off of those because 
even if you're not doing a reading challenge, you can still take other people's suggestions. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not the only reading challenge out there. I mean, obviously Goodreads does their say how many books you want to read this year challenge at the beginning of the year. And then Literary Life Podcast, they run a really nice challenge that is always full of soul food books. And then um, I know other members in our group have brought in the challenges that they're doing in other groups and other places and asked for recommendations. So there's just a lot of reading challenge category recommendations that are floating around in our group right now. So are there any categories that you've struggled with finding a book for this year or any that you really liked the categories and you really liked the book you picked for them? Obviously, Amber struggled with the South America one. Other than might that, not be her America. thing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find a new South America book or are you not still looking? So I think that Charlessa and I schedule very differently and this is probably pretty common. So Charlessa likes to schedule in December, January, and know what's coming. I like to fly by the seat of my pants and see which categories I just so happen to have filled by October. And then at that point, I'm kind of like, okay, buckle down. These are the categories that are still outstanding that nothing happened to just funnel into. And now I'm going to be a little more intentional moving forward. So like I read through the challenge at the beginning of the year to internalize, you know, this general direction. And if I, you know, have four books sitting next to me, I might pick the one that I know fit into a category, but I'm not planning ahead necessarily for it, except for Ramona. So see, this is what happens when I plan ahead. <laughs> I just, it doesn't work <laughs> out for me. <laughs> Teach you to plan ahead, but Charlotte does fine with it. <laughs> sounds like. I've, different strokes well, for different folks. Exactly. Exactly. I've even caught myself. I do. I have sticky notes even sitting right here of what categories could work, you know, like, um, a list of what to read, you know, I saw my, which ones I need to read or which ones still need to be um, done marked off or which one had 400 pages, you know, that was on my reading list on Goodreads, you know, like which one had 400 pages that I could start to read, you know, that was already something I wanted to read. So I kind of did it a little, I, yes, I did it different. I'm like, okay, we are going to read this, this, and this. And, and I needed some checks fast. And I'll be honest, my January needed some checks fast. I need some success in January just because of where I was at in my life. And so I need some success in January. And so that helped me propel me into February and March. And March, I have steered away. Some of my books are not, as of now, probably don't fit in a category. <laughs> but maybe they would. Maybe I'll get to yeah. them and go, oh, that feed my soul. So I can add it to that right. one or, or something different. So, but maybe So how do you balance reading books that are off? off the plan or off the challenge versus reading for the challenge? How do you balance that? Well, for me, just reading is a huge step in the right direction for me. So for nothing else, if I get the 12 book category or challenge done, that's a success because it was out of my norm. You know, it wasn't the, okay. you know, a nonfiction one. And it wasn't something I had to read to my kids or my kids or as recommended that's the other thing I think I I think I like our challenge the best too is because it's not always those recommended top read alouds to read to your family. You know, I, I you see those everywhere, but this like allowed me to kind of venture out, find a different gem in the in the yeah. plethora of books that we had out there. So that's what I enjoyed, and and I'll I'll circle back. I'll I'll want to complete it, and I'll want to have that other check mark, and I'll circle back. Um, mm-hmm. But but I had some success at the beginning, so it's going to be easier to circle back and 
in October, I shouldn't be scrambling. I should be close right. to being done. I might <laughs> scramble with another challenge, but I don't think I'll be yeah. scrambling. Yeah, so. that's good. I believe that reading challenges should be joyful. And so if you're setting yourself up for a stressful race just to check boxes because you've bitten off more than you can chew, I really just want the community members to just like stop and reassess because if they've fallen into like quantity over quality and they're just choking on the mass of content that they're consuming, they just, they need to quit and set goals for a more enjoyable pace. I've, um, I have found myself in that place professionally where I've been over consuming book content in order to be able to make recommendations, build challenges, give content considerations and things like that. And I'll read like 40 picture books over two nights and, um, and find myself just choking on my brain, trying to take in all the stories and sort it all out. And I'll have to like take a break by reading a nonfiction, like the sociopath next door is what I'm reading right now, because I was like, I'm just overloading myself. And this, this, this isn't comfortable. Like, I don't, I don't feel like it's benefiting me and I'm important too in this whole situation. And so I'm slowing down my pace and I, I just want to make sure other people are too, right? So like, if you haven't read in 10 years, maybe you don't start at the 52 book challenge. Like maybe you pick one category out of the 12 book challenge and that's your goal. You're like, this category sounds good. I saw some of the reviews in the group and I liked this book recommendation and I'm going to read that. And then maybe if you've read that, then you pick another category and you just see what you can do. But you're reading, right? Like like you were saying, like you're not reading nonfiction, you're reading fiction and that's a victory for you. So you just, you find that victory point and you can use the challenges to guide you in your selections. But it would just be tragic if people's joy of reading turned into a chore. So we just don't want that for anybody within the reading challenges. And we don't want people feeling forced to finish books that they hate because they're already 200 pages in. You know, it's like, oh, I'm 100 pages in. I don't want to have this be a waste right? Like, it's not a waste if you put it aside and read something better that, you know, is is going to do do better things for you. And, and we do, we don't want people to just get in this rut of reading short books because they're trying to hit these goals either and not experiencing the richness that authors can can offer when they have more space to tell the story, right? Like, obviously, books like Les Mis could have been written in a much shorter amount if you left out sewer scenes and stuff like that. But in general, like all the content um, in, in Les Mis is just like, it's this big, rich story and all these different side quest stories and all the stories combined. And, and so you don't get that in 250 pages. It just doesn't happen. And so that's why on our 52 book challenge, we did have, you know, as you mentioned, read a 400 page plus book is because we want people to, to be able to delve in deeper into what an author is telling and and look at the books that you want to read at the beginning of the year. So like I'm sure most people know about Brandon Sanderson's Kickstarter campaign that he has been running with all the extra books that he happened to write over the pandemic. And so next year I know that once a quarter I'm getting a Brandon Sanderson book in the mail and those are not short books. And so I might not be doing the 52 book challenge next year because I want to be able to enjoy and not feel rushed through these thousand page Brandon Sanderson books and just be able to immerse myself into that world for a while. So that's just my thoughts on, on picking the, 
the books. So my next question is yeah. <laughs> then, given that, what are the rules? Am I allowed to read audiobooks? Does it just is there a certain length of book it has to be for like a fifty-two book reading challenge? Is if I if I read a five hundred page book a week, that would that's that would be I don't think I can do that. Intense, yeah. But yeah, so are there rules about the length? Can I do audio? In our community, we don't have any set rules. You can do audiobooks because that counts as reading. And a lot of us have dyslexic kids or dyslexic adults. And the goal is to get the stories in. And so you can do an audiobook. You can do a read aloud with your spouse or a friend or your children. You can even do picture books or read all middle grade fiction, whatever works for you where you're at. The goal is to find the joy in reading and feed your soul. So we, have some members who have done the 52 book challenge with all picture books. That's also something that my teams have done for the past few years is they do YA or middle grade fiction for all their categories. And then they pair it with a picture book as well. So they're basically doing the challenge twice and they're reading the picture books aloud to their younger siblings. So their younger siblings that aren't reading yet are doing the challenges alongside them. So that's I like that's that. the rules. It's just get the story in and let it feed you. It doesn't have to be a long book. So like you could do a 400 page book, you know, which is one of the challenge categories. Mm-hmm. And then your next book is a picture biography. So it could be a short mm-hmm. one. So you can get, you know, another one checked off quicker if you want to. Yeah. Or you can find a really long picture book, you know, or whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of being able to combine family read aloud and independent reading for my own reading challenge and I'm assuming I could do like homeschooling books too because I read a lot of those if they fit in the categories yeah if you're already reading aloud to your kids you can definitely go ahead and include that as one of your your category readings there's nothing that says that you can't there's no fine print on the reading challenges for us in our group and I was really excited about the family read alouds this year and you can totally count those on your own 52 book challenge or if there's overlap on any of them for the the 12 book challenge. But I think the the categories are really good for family conversation and we just want to see people reading for their own pleasure and bringing their kids along and building that family culture of, of reading. So what's the book that you have read as part of the challenge that you wouldn't normally have read? Have you discovered any gems that you wouldn't have picked up otherwise? Yeah, probably so. I do. Um, <laughs> well, Midsummer's, um, Midsummer's Mayhem was one that was recommended for the retelling of a Shakespeare play. Mm-hmm. And when I read that, I would not have picked that up. It would not have been something I would have picked up and done. And it actually made its way home with us. I actually listened to it and ended up purchasing it. So it did make its, it won shelf space in our house. And I think that's the, fun too. How much I can, I wouldn't have picked that book up. It wouldn't have been something I would have picked up. Wouldn't have been something I would have read. Don't know if my library would have even got it. I don't think that would have been something they would have picked up themselves. And so that was exciting to see that. So that made its way. And then Adventures and Waffles or with Waffles um, will make its way to our house too, because I would never had heard that one until they're like, do a laugh out loud book or one that deals with raw emotions, you know, all those. I felt like that book could fit in many categories. 
That was the first read aloud we did after our house fire when we were living at my in-laws. And I was reading aloud to my older girls and my mother-in-law. And when it got to the wedding scene, which I'm not going to say more because no spoilers, but when it got to the wedding scene, I laughed so hard. I was just like sobbing. I was just laughing hysterically. Nobody could understand what I was reading. I had to reread the entire scene and I was still like could barely get the words out. But yes, that book just had so much humor in it. And I really like that one too. Well, as I was reading it myself, because I just read it to myself, I, I, I haven't pulled my kids in on the challenge. My One of my kiddos is not a she feels like she's already got a lot of pressure on her. So I didn't really want to add any more to her. She's like, definitely no. And so I didn't even, so as I was reading it, I was like, oh, I really wish I was reading this with her. Cause I think she'd be laughing with me and I think she'd enjoy this. Um, so it will make its home and Midsummer's um, Mayhem is one of the ones that I have asked her to read. I'm like, I think you will enjoy this. And I think you need to read this. Yeah. Of course it's come, she's loving. And so it's come with that whole really mom, I have enough to do kind of thing, but I think it, she'll start <laughs> uh-huh. back to it at some point. So so yep. I would not have read those two, regardless. They would not have been something I picked up. So what benefits have you seen in your life from doing these reading challenges? Other than reading more, reading differently than you would otherwise. Were there anything else that you want to share with us about that? Well, the one category that I struggled with was the biography about an author or letters that they've written. And I was like, oh, really? I don't really want to read letters. Like that didn't excite me. That wasn't mm-hmm. something um, that I felt like I, I didn't know if I can glean any from anything from it other than checking the box. And so I didn't really want that. So all my books, I've been like, okay, can I glean something from this? Can I learn something? And I've caught myself, even when we're watching TV or, you know, a movie or something like that, I'm like, look, there's multiple storylines in this movie or, <laughs> oh, look, they're pulling this character in. And my husband's like, you're totally reading way too much right now because you're talking <laughs> about books with a movie. And I'm like, I know, like, look at me go. <laughs> but I did it nonfiction. Like we had lived our life nonfiction. He's the same way. We, we read nonfiction. So anytime something came up or I'd say, hey, so-and-so is dealing with it. He's like, I have a book for that. And so that book would suddenly show up on my desk. And I'm like, just because I said I was talking about something doesn't mean I want a book about it. But now I'm doing it with his show. So I'm like, hey, so in that Marvel movie, look at this. So... So yeah, I think I'm reading different stuff and I'm seeing different ways authors write, you know, and how they're researching it. How do they research it or their point of view, reading some books Mm -hmm. that might be the different point of view, which is one of the things on the challenge that was interesting too, to be able to read it from a different point of view. I read the story, um, is it last, um, the last of the nights or whatever, when it was talks about Edison and and them and how they, and it, it was actually from a lawyer's point of view and it wasn't, it, it ended up probably won't fit in the challenge, but it was from a lawyer's point of view. And I appreciated that. It wasn't just Edison's point of view. It wasn't Tesla's point mm-hmm. of view or some, it was from the lawyer that was dealing with it huh. with them. And that was interesting to me. I might not have yeah. picked that up if I wasn't reading different styles. Oh, interesting. So, so, so Amber, really what is the answer to the question? <laughs> Well, you don't have, what is the favorite book that you've read as part of this challenge? Um, So I haven't like written them down as I've been going, but I do know that I'm super excited about the category of reading a book that you've read before, because I'm going to read Medallion by Don L. Watkins. And that was one of the most formative books from when I was like 11 to 14. I read my copy to Tatters and then 
in the past five years, she's written two new books into that series, like into that world. I didn't even realize it was a world. I thought it was a one book thing when I was a kid. So it was one book. And then she's written two more books. And I'm halfway through one of the two books that she wrote. And the second book is after the book from my childhood, Medallion. And so I want to read Medallion again so that I can read what comes next in those characters' lives. So I'm really excited about that. I ordered them again from Amazon because I don't know where my copies are and I don't want to wait until I unpack them right now. So I'm chomping at the bit to do that. So I have three books that I'm finishing right now. And then my 14-year-old has just finished her she gets so mad at me. My 15 year old has just finished her first novel that she's been working on for the past two years. And so I have that in my email to read through for the first time. I've read the first few chapters, um, but I'm excited to read that. And then I get to read Medallion. So that's my, my reading schedule for the next couple weeks. Well, that sounds great. Yeah, I'm hoping her book so, fits into my challenge somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? You could ask her to put some extra stuff in to mm-hmm. make it fit. Like, I need Maybe to ask her to plan a trip to South America. <laughs> yes, that is South America. Yeah, right. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's science fiction, so I don't think it's going into South America for me. Teleporting to South America? Maybe I'll laugh at some point in it, and then I can say that it was my book that made me laugh. Okay. I love seeing her Sounds sense of good. humor in these things. So I probably mm-hmm. will. Wow. And it will be heartwarming because she is a poet Same. and she puts a lot of her own poetry and songs into her text. And I just love that. And it just makes me, makes my cup overflow. So oh. I fill that category. So probably my last question then for you ladies is, what advice do you have for me or for anyone else who's struggled or reluctant for to read reading challenges? What's the one piece of advice that will get me going there? Well, I think you probably have a to be to be read pile, probably, or a list somewhere in your that in your... I do. So I guess I would look at the challenge and see if you could plug one of them in and see if it would work. And then maybe just get like a win, a small little win and see if you can do it. Or like you said, bring your family on board, you know, like, could you use your schooling to do it? I think it's important that we get as moms, like sometimes we get so wrapped up in our taking care of kids or helping our kids accomplish their goals and their plans that sometimes we forget about our own, but our kids need to see us be successful in it too. I ran a 5k just so my kids could see that I can do it. Like that you set a goal. And you just, you know, slowly, daily, I went out and ran and got to that point. Could not do it now. Like, I no, don't ask me to do it now. <laughs> that was years ago. But I did it just so that they could see that that's yeah. how you accomplish a goal. I didn't go out running the 5K right, right at the beginning. I didn't go out reading like you've said so many times. Don't, if you haven't been reading for a year or years, don't say I'm going to read 52 books. Like at all. That's not, yeah. that's been my, that's so hard because everybody's like, you should read these books. And. If they're not feeding you, if they're not giving you something, I did the, we did the thousand books before kindergarten and it was like, read the book, put it in the pile, read the book, put it in the pile. Mm -hmm. And I never felt like we were really getting anything out of it other than going to the library, which in turn ended up being um, very important for us, but we didn't get much out of that. But both of my kids completed it because gosh, Mm -hmm. darn it, we're going to get it done. Mm -hmm. But Uh but yeah, that would be my advance. You, You can figure it out. You can pick one, pick one. Yeah. Let them see you be successful. 
Yeah. So. Okay. I'll have to print off the reading challenge and yeah. see what I've got on my stack next to my bed. Don't yeah. take a picture and ask Amber to fill it in because she <laughs> might not know where they're set or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll ask you maybe. <laughs> You should ask the group. Don't ask me. Yeah, don't ask the group. Utilize the group. That's the other thing. Our group is amazing. That's the thing too. Utilize the group. Yeah. Would this yeah. fit in a category? And I know some people have done that, like Bridge of Terabethia. I didn't know where that would fit. I had never. They're like, oh, it's a best friend book. I'm like, oh, cool. You know, so that you wouldn't. So yeah, you don't know. You don't know. If you haven't read it. If you haven't read it, it's a cry a lot book. Everyone, everyone going into that book should know it's a best friend book. It's a lost book. It's a cry a lot Mm -hmm. book. It's yes. It's not just not just the one. That's like going into um where the red bird grows blind. I don't know that either. (laughs) I didn't know it. I actually was listening to it as I was doing accounting work, and Um, so oh dear, I got to the end of it and I was like, wait. So I like rewind to make sure I heard it correctly. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this isn't. And then I'm glad I, that the author went and talked movie. about it. Oh, I haven't watched the movie. So, yeah. So I watched the movie when I was like 18, having not read the book or heard anything about it. And the cover of that movie is deceptive. And so I watched it and I was just like a sobbing mess at the end. And I was like, I feel like I've been lied to. Like nobody told me <laughs> that this is what I was getting into with this like beautiful imaginative best friend stories so yeah I, I think it's very similar to like families that go into where the red fern grows as a read aloud blind that was similar to like the adventures with waffles where like you just nobody can understand what you're saying at some point like that one was for laughing but this one's just for like crying and crying yeah I crying. tell everybody I was like I do not recommend where the red fern grows as a read aloud at all that's a hand your kid a box no. of Kleenex and say see you tomorrow or an audiobook. Like, <laughs> we did that one as a read aloud when I was in elementary school. And yeah. the issues in that book were very real in my life. Mm-hmm. We had had similar issues and it was hard. Yeah. yeah, that's that's one you need to be prepared for. Yeah, I want to say too, it was read at our public school to me too. And I yeah. never picked it back up. You know, we recently lost a dog you know a year ago and I'm like that's not even coming close to any of my kids like no way no yeah like Mm-mm. it's, it's maybe you it has need to that, be the right book at the right time yeah and I don't know there's, where the right time the right is time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a person by person basis yeah. yep that's not a gentle poolside reading book by any means whatsoever <laughs> oh my goodness I can't even imagine trying to read that as a beach read <laughs> no Oh, man. Well, thank you so much, Charlessa, for coming yes, and joining you. us today and talking. This was a lot of fun. And thank you to our listening community for spending time with us today while we discussed reading challenges. And hopefully you feel inspired to take one on yourself. There will be links to the Reshelving Alexandria Challenge that can be found in our show notes, along with links to any of the books that we discussed or shared today. We would appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave a review. Right now we're doing a giveaway for every five reviews that are left. So there's no time like the present. And remember, my friends, the stories are truer than true. And we will see you next time. 